0: Welcome to Finding the More Ministries, where our mission is to inspire everyone to experience the exceeding abundantly more that Jesus has promised. We trust that our podcast will not only challenge you, but encourage your spirit to go deeper into God's Word. And now for today's speaker. Thank you for joining me today as we get into our next woman in the Bible. That woman's going to be the woman of samaria the woman that jesus met at the well to give you a little history about samaria we know that it used to be a long long time ago the capital of the northern kingdom but it fell to the assyrians and when they when the city fell foreigners came into their city they intermarried with the remaining jews and they became a mixed race the jews saw them as no longer pure so they and the bible tells us they hated the Samarian people, and had nothing to do with them. In fact, going through Samaria was the shorter route to go from Jerusalem to Galilee. But the Jewish people, in their hate, would go all the way around to avoid the city. And don't we do that ourselves? We go out of our way to avoid people we don't want to talk to. We don't want to. Um, we don't want them to see us because you know they're going to get into a conversation. They may want something they may uh, it may be that you know we're not on speaking terms so we really don't want to cross their paths um there's all kinds of things that we do very similar to this and racism in our times we've we, we've been told a lot about racism especially today and this is not something that jesus is about jesus came for all and not just for one and The story of this interaction with this woman at the well is told in John chapter 4, and we find that this lady, she came to the well at 12 o'clock during the day, the hottest time of the day, and Jesus knew this. So when he's leaving Jerusalem and going to Galilee, the word tells us, and he must needs go through Samaria, and you can imagine when he tells his disciples, we're going to Samaria, they were not happy about this. Jewish people don't go through Samaria. We need to go around the city. But Jesus was adamant. He must needs go through Samaria. There was an appointment that he had to keep. So when they get to Samaria, he's tired. And we have to remember Jesus was hundred percent God and he was a hundred percent man. And he was tired. So he goes up. He sits at this well and he tells the disciples, go get us some food in a nearby city. So he's sitting at this well, waiting for this woman to come. And I think, oh my goodness, isn't that what he does? He waits on us. He waits on us. And here he's in the city, which the well is probably right outside the city, but he's he's going to this area to talk to her. And she's coming to the well at 12 o'clock. Women didn't go to the well at 12 o'clock. This was hot a very hot time of the day. Other women had come earlier before it got so hot. So you have to ask yourself, why is she going to the well when it's so hot? It had to be miserable because the well was outside the city. That was very common in that day. So we find that this Samaritan woman was not looked at favorably. She was mistreated in Samaria. She was a woman that had a reputation. and. The women probably gave her a hard time. She went to the well at 12 o'clock to avoid any interactions with the women from Samaria, even though she was from there. So she goes, she's got her pots. She goes to the well, and Jesus is sitting there. And he asked her for a drink. And she's like, you're a Jewish man. Why would you ask me for a drink of water? You don't interact with us. This is not something you people do. He says to her, "If you knew the gift of God, and you wouldn't ask me for a drink of water. You would ask me for the water that I give." And she's looking at him and saying, "You don't even have anything to draw water with. How do you? What What are you talking about? This living water?" And she asks him if he's greater than Jacob. And this is Jacob's well. Jacob dug this well, and it's been there for generation after generation. And Jesus comes back and says, You know, whoever drinks of the water from the well, they're going to be thirsty again. But whoever drinks of this living water that I have will never thirst again. <laughs> and she's like, hey, I would like to have water that I don't have to come to this well and get in the hot of the day. And, you know, it has to be miserable for her because carrying these water pots, they were heavy. And she had to walk a, a pretty good ways. So she was interested in knowing about this living water where she wouldn't be thirsty again. But he says to her, look at your husband. And she says, I have no husband. And Jesus said, that's true. You don't. You've had five husbands. And the one you're with now, he's not your husband. Wow. She looks at him and says, are you a prophet? And then she gets into this religious thing about worshiping that, you know, the Jewish thought it could only be done in Jerusalem. And then they had their Mount, uh, their Mount, Jerusalem, where their temple was, and it was destroyed. So, you know, where where are we supposed to worship? And Jesus starts telling her that, you know, where you worship is not important. It's who you're worshiping and how you're worshiping him. And tells her that you worship the Father in spirit and in truth. And John 24 tells us that God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. It's not about where you worship. Uh, And I'm not saying you shouldn't go to church. I'm saying that it's about your interaction with God. Um, And I think a lot of people miss that. They go to church to check off a box to say, I went to church this week. And they go and they go through the motions and to sit in church and watch people, it's like, why are you here? Why are you not worshiping the one that created you, that gave you breath this morning when you woke up? I like to look at going to church as practicing for heaven. It's about worshiping him and when you grasp how much he loves you, what he's done for you, how much intimacy you can have with him and he can be your best friend and he can be your God and he can do all these things. He can be your provider. He can be your healer. He can always oh, your deliverer. He's your redeemer. I mean you go on and on and on. And, and when you get into that, and, and you, it's worship, people, it's worship. And we're worshiping him in spirit and in truth. You've got to let go of everything and surrender to him. And when you or in your home, you can worship him. When you you go to church, you get into the service, it's all about him. It's not about anything else. You just clear your mind of all things and you just focus on him and let him minister to you and fill you up so you can overflow and give it out. And Okay, let's get back on, on the path of uh, talking about this woman at the well. Uh, Got off on a tangent about worship. But he starts talking to her about her personally. Because when you come to him, you have to come to him confessing that you're a sinner. You need a Savior. You have to acknowledge that. And he had to bring her to a point of recognizing who she was, what she had done. And there has to be repentance there. But it shocked her because he knew these things. And when the Messiah came, he would know all these things. He would tell us all these things. And Jesus tells her, the Messiah you speak of, I am he. This is exciting because this is the first time he's told someone other than the disciples. He's he's the Messiah. He's the Christ. He's the son of God that they've been waiting on. And she gets so excited, so excited. As a woman, I get so excited knowing that he tells this woman who she is, who he is, and that here is God with her. God's son is with her. The Messiah has come. Now isn't that like Jesus to meet you where you are? He didn't care about her past. He only cared about it from the sense that we have to be honest with who we are so that we can become who he wants us to be. And in this flesh, there's sin. And we have to come face to face with that. And we have to let him help us to see it head on. We have to confront it. We have to repent from it. And he's faithful to forgive us. He didn't come to condemn, but to save us. And When we come face to face with that, we accept him as our Lord and Savior, it changes everything. This woman, she takes off. She's going back into town. She's so excited that she met the Messiah. She leaves her water pots. She has to go into town and tell them about the man that she met at the well. The Messiah has come. Come meet this man. He'll tell you things. no one else knows. This Jewish man, because the Messiah would come from the Jews, this Jewish man, this Jewish Messiah has come to Samaria to tell us all the things that the Messiah is going to share with us. And he, Jesus, stays there for a couple of days. This woman that people in Samaria did not respect, they looked down their nose at her. The first thing she wanted to do when she came to the realization that Jesus was the Messiah, was to go tell these people, her people in Samaria, that he's here. He sees us. He cares about us. We're included now where they had been ignored, avoided, hated. Jesus had come to say, you are accepted. You are mine. You are people that I have come to see. And the word tells us that Samaria was right. There was a harvest that could be gathered in Samaria because they were hungry. They were hungry for God. Could you imagine? And keep in mind that the Samarians and the Jewish people, they worshiped the same God. But you had a group of people over here, and it happens today with different denominations, But the Jewish people were more or less telling them that God had turned his back on them because they were a mixed race. And here the Messiah has come to tell them, I don't care about your bloodline. Look back at my bloodline. It's not pure either. The Messiah is for everybody. And I came personally. They didn't have to hear it secondhand. Jesus came directly to them to tell them who he was. And, you know, we hear, when we read the scriptures that Jesus wasn't accepted in his own hometown of Nazareth. He had to go out and teach the people of Samaria. They believed because the woman at the well who met the Messiah, who knew all things about her, was the Messiah, the long-awaited Messiah. And she put, a, she put away all her hate, all her feelings of unworthiness to go back to these people that were mean to her and told them about the Messiah. And she. Can you, can you imagine just the thrill, the excitement that she had to go and to, and to tell them who this man is that she met at the well? We should embrace that kind of excitement when we talk about Jesus. I don't know about you, but he's he's told me a lot about me. And it's funny how we think that we can keep things from him. You know, you can't. He knows it all. He knows the number of hairs on our head, so of course he knows what decisions we've made and what we would rather not (laughs) He'll remember of our lives. But he knows it all, and he loves us still. This is an interaction where he saw her. He went to this well at an appointed time to see a specific woman. And keep in mind, Jewish men did not talk in public with their wives, much less a woman that was not their wife. We know that Jewish men would rather burn the the scrolls in our day, the Bible, than to share it with a woman back in that period of time. So this was very, very, very uncommon for a Jewish man to have a conversation with a woman. And as a woman, I'm so thankful for scriptures that tell me that it doesn't matter if I'm male, I'm female, if I'm If I have a pure bloodline or I don't, if um, I'm unworthy, we're all unworthy. We're all unworthy. It's only through Jesus that we're made worthy. And that excites me because it's so true that when we're walking and we're not surrendered to Jesus, that we feel like we're missing something. If we walk away from him to do our own thing for a while, we're missing something. When we find Jesus and we have that relationship with him, we're made whole. We're not going do with we're not going to do things perfect but with him we can strive to be the person that he created us to be to deal with things in our lives that are broken he he, he can put us back together he put this woman at the well back together she came there frustrated because decisions that she had made in her life actions taken things happen in life sometimes that's out of our control but yet it's It's our past and we have to deal with it. And a lot of people, judges, that don't understand it. They don't even care to ask about what's happened. Why why do we become that way? That's always been interesting to me with people with issues, whatever that issue may be, is what happened along the way that made you this way, especially with bitterness and hate. You really got to let go of those things. And you can only let go of those things with Jesus, with that healing that he brings about and it's such a healing to say you're okay with me i see you i love you regardless of what you've done in your past i love you and i want to help you to become everything good that i know that you can be it's a beautiful gift it is living water he is that fountain that gives and gives and gives the closer we get to him the more we talk to him the more we Read the Word Old Testament, New Testament, Jesus is there, he changes he changes everything, and I love that it was so obvious to them that, as a Jewish man, as the Messiah, he loved them all. It was so important for Jesus to come and teach. I love that he he taught for those three three and a half years because we needed. A better understanding of who our Father in Heaven was, what His intentions were, the fact that He sent His Son to come down and teach us yeah. and to take our place so that our sins may be forgiven. He sacrificed, like laying down His life for us. I wonder what the Samaritans thought when He was sacrificed on the cross. Wow, they didn't doubt that He was the Messiah, and I'm sure they were. Saddened and didn't fully understand it until they heard that he arose from the grave. Hallelujah. Don't you know some worshiping going on then? He had risen from the dead and he's back in heaven. God the Father. And the word also tells us that Philip went back to Samaria to preach and teach them of these things. And there were so many that believed in Jesus. Like I said, they didn't doubt. He was the Messiah. They were so accepting of him and they embraced Philip when he came to share. So remember, when you feel unworthy, when the devil's whispering in your ear that, oops, you messed up, God can't love you now, that he's a liar. That's his profession. He's a liar. God does love you. He will forgive you no matter what. We all feel unworthy at times, but we have to remember it's not about us. There's nothing we can do. We're not saved by our works. We want to do good. We want to be found worthy of His love because He loves us so much. That's our motivation. That's our motivation for living right and walking the Christian walk. Is because of everything He did for us. That's why we want to worship Him in spirit and in truth. Because that's honest. That's what we have to do. We have to be truthful with Him. We have to be truthful with ourselves. And that's how we get closer. That's how we get deeper in our relationship with Him. And it's the best thing you'll ever do. And it's something you want to continue because it just gets better and better and better. So I hope you enjoyed this interaction between Jesus and the woman of Samaria at the well. Sometimes we have to remember that. We could be that woman at the well. And that he would have gone out of his way to come talk to us. And he does go out of his way every day because he's there for us. We only have to include him in our lives. So include him today, every hour, every moment. And you won't regret it. It'll make your life richer and richer. Thank you for joining me. Until next time, God bless. The Finding More family would like to thank you for connecting with us today. You can find us at www.findinthemore.org or any of our social media platforms at Finding The More. Our prayer is that you experience the more in Jesus.